Episode 74, I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here again with... That's when I'm And we're Real Church Matters, where we talk real church matters because real church matters. How are you, Antoinette? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to make it. That's what it's all about. We're going to make it. And uh, we're going to make an episode of this podcast. We're going to do that, too. Uh, housekeeping. RealChurchMatters.com is the website has all the episodes all the show notes uh what else um social media you can always check us out on twitter facebook or instagram Instagram, mostly instagram and just search real church matters and you'll find us uh share us like us all of that you can tell people who are interested in listening they can just click in the bio if you already are familiar with it you can also go on itunes and listen to us there or SoundCloud. Always share us, like us, repost us, subscribe, write a review, give five stars, tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your baby daddy, tell everybody about us. It's something in the 74 episodes for everybody, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. You think so? I Definitely. think so. Even the, uh, the new to Christ, there's ones... Maybe one day I'll I'll look through and just recommend it listening for different, you know, people. Hmm. Maybe do that one day. But there's something for everybody, I think. Whether you're a very um, highly learned Christian or you just, you know, you're just trying to figure God out, you know, trying to do this thing. There's something for everybody. So hopefully you guys will listen and spread the word. Uh, if you have any questions about Real Church Matters, you can always go to askme at realchurchmatters.com. As I said before, if you are interested in me or any of the, the people who are associated with us coming out and talking uh, to young people, to church people, to any people in between, we're, we, we wouldn't mind doing that. Uh, how can they get in contact with you? Um, you can check me out on Instagram or Twitter at Go Do Likewise and check out any of my blogs at likewiselike.com. And you can email me if you have questions or if you want to know more about my walk or anything like that at talk at likewiselike.com. Yeah. And uh, that sums it up, I think. If you Thank are interested you. in giving, mm-hmm. you can always go to patreon.com forward slash real church matters and give and we will appreciate it if you give a dollar or more, get access to a little more matters. If you give more, ten dollars or more, you get a T-shirt and uh, some other things that are coming down the pipe. So, as always, as we say at this time, it's obedience over audience. But since we have an audience, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Episode seventy-four. We are talking about overthinking, mm-hmm. and. Uh, We remembered it a little differently. I think what captured your thoughts on it or caused you to start thinking about it was shared with me and caused me to think about it more. And what I took away from our conversation was immediately as I was listening to you talk, I agreed. And then something gave me just a little more understanding of it and said, it's not so much that we overthink but it's the fact that we, of what we're thinking over. Exactly. What we're thinking over. So that, to me, well, that just sounds like awesome. And most people will take that and just go, cool. Mm-hmm. 
I, I took it, I, I heard that, and I said, well, I wanted to help people get an understanding of what they should be thinking over. Because right. um, these things are a little deeper than, hey, don't you think about all of that Cash stuff. Cast your cares on. Cast your yeah. cares on Christ. And those are all awesome things, but I think that the reason why Christianity has the potential to be so powerful is that there's so much power in the words. It is. And if we take time to pull them apart, dissect them, I know that mind effort is not where people are interested in. That mind effort isn't what people are used to doing. But I think that when you make that decision to exert that type of energy, that type of effort in your mind, you will find yourself in a better place. Yeah, because I feel like when you get to a certain point in this walk where you get used to, you know, casting your cares on them and not worrying about things and not having anxiety about things, you get to another point where you still have these decisions you have to make. You still have these things you have to think about and consider. And you have to get to a point where you can still seek God while you're in that process. Like, and I, f- I feel like we spend, a lot, well, I know I spend a lot of time over, when it when I approach those situations, I spend more time overthinking the situation and trying to see God in it versus still just seeking him through it. And I feel like it's a difference. Like you read in scripture, but you're reading it to understand your situation. Like the intention kind of changes mm. as you're going through it. And we, we got to figure out how to keep that energy where, where it got to stay. And yeah. I think you you hit the nail on the head. You are thinking over the situation. And even when you become in this place of awareness of Christ, we still are looking in the situation to see God instead of looking into God to see how to deal in the situation. Exactly. Because God is one size fits all. Mm -hmm. And I find it practical Christians are trying to use this Bible as a Swiss army knife. Yeah. They want to find the portion that will help them with this or the portion that will help them with that. But when you just seek the scripture for the sake of understanding God, he gives you understanding in all things. That's where we're missing it. We're just pouring ourselves and our mind energy and our mind effort into solutions to problems yes instead of into the answer yes and i know god be like i want you to be like how you were when we first started this relationship back when you just wanted to know me like and i feel like we lose sight of that when we end this walk yeah and And i noticed and not to toot our own horn but i (laughs) noticed that this podcast literally does deal in the matters of real faith but in a way, the reason it's real is because it, we try to keep God in the center. Everything is up for discussion. Yes. We love to talk about all of these issues. But if God is not the center, the issue is he becomes this weak ancillary thing. Yes. A talking point. Yes. We become the Christian CNN, or I guess that would be CBN, <laughs> but we become that thing where we are just talking heads doing infotainment. Yes. And that's not helping people because no. they go home and they're still focused on what they're dealing with. And they just try to put on God like some glasses exactly. to try to see it better. 
but that's not going to work. Yeah, you described it one time like 3D glasses. Like we try to see a new experience through our situations, and that's not how faith is supposed to work. You can't get perspective with new eyes. You get perspective with a new mind. Yes. That's a problem. Yeah. Because people really are looking for God to give them new eyes. That's it. They like their mind. Mm-hmm. I, I want to keep certain things. You know, I, I see this fine. I see that fine. But this particular thing, I want you to change that. I want you to give me new eyes. Yep. And he's like, no, new eyes won't do nothing but change how you see the world. Mm-hmm. But it won't change how you view the world. Yes. How we see and how we view, they're two different things. They are. You, you may even, let's say you're married and your wife doesn't look the way she looked when you first got married. You, you see her differently. You do. Because she's different. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you view her differently. Not supposed to. Not supposed to. But because we can't disconnect what we see by what we view, we have a bigger problem than just the problems in our lives. Yeah. And I feel like we get so big picture minded, like we're so focused on being these servants of Christ and all this stuff that we lose sight of the small obediences because of this overthinking. Because we don't understand what it means to serve God. Yeah. That's another thing. You're overthinking it because you don't know how to serve God. He always has put it plainly in front of us. Yeah. We always want to copy what we see and do all that because it seem, it makes the most sense. So I'm going to go with the first scripture that we have. And it says Romans 1.21 says, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking. Mm-hmm. And their foolish hearts were dark. And we use this scripture a ton of times. I think three or four podcasts at this point. But one part that we're going to focus on today is the futility of thinking. It is futile. What does futile mean? It is pointless, useless, fruitless. Meaningless. Meaningless. Anything less. (laughs) Anything less. That's what futile is. And we are doing something and feel like we're doing it because we can feel the inertia and the energy of doing it, even though what we're doing is doing nothing. Yes. That's why you have burnt out Christians who end up tapping out because you, you, you feel like you overworking and underpaid. Like (laughs) you are expending needless, unnecessary, pointless energy. Yes. Futile in your thinking. He says, but they became that. How do we become that? Because we knew about God, but we didn't honor him or give thanks to him. Let me tell you something. He's talking about thinking. He says that you couldn't give thanks to him because your mind sees in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. So you can't honor God as God when you're too busy focused on the things in your life. You can't give him thanks when you can't see past the hurt. All because of how we think. Mm -hmm. We are constantly thinking in a way that prevents us from seeing God for who he is. We know about him. That means we see him. That man knows about his wife and he knows she gang weight. He can't move past what he knows because he can't view things in the way that God intended. Yep. And also for like when as believers, like you... But even that, Antoinette, the idea of losing 
our train of thought. It's so simple. It happens all the time. Literally just the other day, I was saying something and I knew it was something meaningful to me. He drew a blank. And I lost it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it wasn't even like somebody interrupted me or nothing. It was like I was right in the middle of saying it. I was about to say it and it was like, <laughs> where did you go? That's how fickle our thinking is. It's so stupid. Like it's on the tip of my brain right now. It all. It always is. It's like we, we're, we're in a place where the reason why overthinking is so exhausting is because even your thoughts don't stay put. No. That joint left me. <laughs> it was like, bye. But where it takes us is a place of futility. Yep. And the first thing I'm thinking about is when I wake up in the morning is what I got to do. What I got to do turns into why I can't or can I do it. Why I can't do it the way I want to or why I can't can do it the way I want to. These thoughts can go on for hours and hours. Yeah. Before I know it, I can still be noon and still be in a bed. People are like, what you doing? Trying to plan out my day, what I'm going to do. It's 12 o'clock, yeah. <laughs> I have a train of thought, but I have yet to train my thoughts. Yes. We got a problem. That's true. And I also think we overthink like this whole Christian walk too because I f- we try to figure out what this is supposed to look like and that causes us to just not do it because not do it correctly because we're trying to figure out this is what it's supposed to look like. I'm supposed to do this right. I can't get rid of this. And you focus on that stuff and you're missing the point. Because still. all the thought creates a futile Christian. Yep. And oftentimes both of us have dealt with this because most of the people in the, their listening have dealt with it. Yeah. We have counted ourselves out because we are counting the wrong things. Yeah, I, I didn't want to be a corny person. I didn't want to not have freedom. And you overthink that stuff. And next thing you know, you five years went by. Yeah. Help me remember, count your blessings. There's a scripture that's about to come, but okay. I don't want to forget it. Psalms 127 and 2 says, It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest. Mm. Y- y'all get what he's saying, right? It is in vain that you rise up early. You hear people all the time, I can't sleep, sleep and go late to rest. Yeah. Why ain't you sleep? It's too so much on my mind. mind. Eating the bread of anxious toil. Mm. Man. Man. See, here's the thing. He told us man can't live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. He tells us that he is the children's bread. He tells us he is the bread of life. He tells us that he is our necessity, our sustenance, our fruit, our life. And then we go and say, no, thank you to that bread. And we eat the bread of anxious toil. For he, God, gives to his beloved sleep. Sleep. Mm Mm-hmm. Or he, God, gives to his beloved rest. Overthinking creates futility. Futility creates anxiousness. Anxiousness takes away your rest. Yes. No peace. Mm-hmm. No rest. We're not just talking about not getting sleep. We're talking about the reason why you can't get no sleep. Yeah. That mind's racing. The mind is racing. There was a period of time in my life where I was abusing pills. Mm-hmm. I know you're like, what the heck? You went in the window and left field. Uh-huh. I was abusing addiction part two. Yeah, this, I should have brought it up in addiction, but I was abusing pills, not in the sense that I even thought it was an addiction or I thought I was moving in an addictive way. Yeah. I was trying to nurse an issue mm. that I wasn't addressing. Wow. 
which is the fact that I was letting my overthinking and my anxiety produce a restlessness in me. Mm. And, and I love the word you use, nurse, because it's like you try and take care of that issue. It's like I can imagine you like just breastfeeding, yeah. like restlessness. I mean, like, can't, they can't Nate, nurture this child. No. This child needs to be slaughtered slaughtered unfortunately Unfortunately, it needs to be gotten rid of and i wasn't getting rid of it because i thought that that exercise of thinking was going to produce something good in my life yeah because that's what the world will tell you you're ambitious you just need to do this you just need the opportunities to come you know it's not healthy because there was a shift in my life Nat. i'm gonna share this too oh this is Open up for us that there was a period of my life where I dealt with things through avoidance. Mm-hmm. I avoided it. I would sink my mind into video games and eating. Same here. And I avoided most of the issues in my life. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, God came in my life in a real way and created Shine these light. sections of awareness in my life. But I didn't go as further with it as I should have. Seeing and being aware of these things caused me to assume that the best way to deal with them is to maul over them and pour over them and dissect them and use the word to reflect in them. And Pros see, and cons list. This is where you messed up 10 years ago. And five years ago when you was a youth minister, this scripture shows you right here, you were dead wrong and you don't want to do that no more. And so I need you to do this. And then all of a sudden I'm becoming very mechanical in how I'm approaching life. And it becomes this grind and this weariness and this over-focus on who I am instead of who God is. Did you just become this pulp? Of a person that's beaten up by overthinking. The grinds are grinding so hard, the machine is about to break. Yes. And I love your story, too, because you're bringing up, like, mistakes. And I feel like we do that, too. We'll overthink mistakes. We'll overthink what people have done to Christianity wrong, what church people do wrong. And we overthink those things. And it's still just as futile. Like It's futile. And it's never addressing the true matter which is God didn't bring me to an awareness so that I may Point grapple everything. with those things. Exactly. He brought me to an awareness that I might grapple with him. Yes. That I might wrestle with him. That I might wrestle exchange and give energy yes. to him. Yes. And therein lies our problem. And that's why we are these restless people that are overthinking. Because he presented to us the bread of life and we are eating the bread of anxious toil. <laughs> Yep. And you can hear it too when you talk to somebody, a believer who's going through something, they'll be like, I know God is just trying to show me this and that, but it's still hard to go through it. Then it, that is a perfect example of how you're you're eating the bread of anxious toil because you're you're ultra focused on what he's trying to do and building all this anxiety. And yet you're trying to say that he's doing something yeah. like you're still missing out on you're it. missing it. Like we, we get so caught up in what God is doing. Yes. Less about what God is he looked at them and said who do men say that I am he didn't he didn't say who do men what do men say that I'm doing Mm -hmm. that don't matter who do men say I am I have to challenge myself what is God to me me. not what do I want from God not what is God doing not what am I doing and what God thinks about what I'm doing 
all logical places that our minds go. But just who is God to me? If we could recalibrate, just like how Job did in the last episode we talked about, he recalibrated how he saw his situation based on him honoring God. Like, although I'm going through this, God is sovereign. He's in control. That's an excellent point because we could have easily made this about Job again. Because the battle of words that happened over those next 42 chapters was so powerful. Yeah. Because literally you had men grappling over, instead of what Job was going through, it began to mature into who is God. And then God showed up and said, oh, the conversation changed. Y'all want to know who I am? This is me. He said, I I created everything. I created you. I can do what I want with you. I'm that God. I'm so amazing. Aren't I amazing? Yeah, even though I did something crazy to you. Ain't I amazing? Let me show you how amazing I am. I'm going to give you back what I took from you and double it. Mm -hmm. That's how amazing I am. He got the men to the place that he wanted to get them, which is think about me. That takes us to our next scripture. (laughs) Isaiah 43.18 says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. We have to stop thinking about the past. Period. Mm-hmm. I, don't care. I don't care what we've done. I, I shared this a little bit before in our conversation. Where we said a woman could have did all types of stuff, but if she get in a car accident and have amnesia, she will only acknowledge who she is now because she has not the information of her past. Mm-hmm. Part of, I, we said that we don't get to forget, but we have to remember not. Hmm. That's right. And then even you, when, uh, you, when you think of like, everybody says if he did it before, he can do it again. And even when we think of our current situation, we're like, he did it before. He but it's more about he he was that same person then as he is now. More about what he did in the situation. Because then you're just looking for him to do the same thing. And, that and is God the, don't work like but, that. And you brought an excellent point. Because it's not about remembering the former things. It's about remembering God. Yeah. It's not about remembering anything that happened in the past. But in order for us to... Instead of forget, remember not. We have to know what to remember. Our job is to remember God. That's what's so powerful about if he did it before, he'll do it again. Is that it is a act of reminding us who God is. is. That's the mind exercise we should be in. That's right. Not the things of old. I don't even care if it's good things. (laughs) You Honestly. have to get to that point because it, it'll drive you crazy because you'll be like, if he did it before, he can do it. Like, just do it again, God. Like, Half the time. Do the same little fix you did. Let's let's do that again. I'm going to share with, with the creatives that are out there. A lot of time we talk about writer's block. We talk about creative block. Right. Literally what that is for me, and it may be um, what that is for others, is that I'm thinking about the awesome things I've done before. And I'm like, can I ever Replicate do that, that. Yeah. again? Can I top that? I sit and listen to the best song I've done, 
And I'm afraid, like, this may be the last yeah. best song. No, we used to be like that even with graphic design. It's like you create something so amazing, and it's just like, how can I recreate? How can I draw that again? How can I get that same freedom that I felt when I did that? And sometimes you do, sometimes It you ends don't. up locking you up yeah. because the anxiety of how I can replicate this yeah. is coming from a place of remembering old things. We try to retro- retroactively look at something and attribute us to it. Yeah. Even the good. I'll look it's back encouraging. And say, yeah. It's I'll look back and say, I did that. Yeah. And then people say, well, how you did that? And I got a whole thing. I'd be like, well, first I started off with my sketchbook. And you know, I sketched some stuff out. And that's usually my, that's my approach with it. And, you know, and then after a while, I seen that there was something there. We literally just had a, situation, had a situation where like somebody admired some of our work. Mm-hmm. And while I was talking about that work, I realized how we stumbled on <laughs> that work. I literally started getting anxiety doing the meeting because I was thinking about how hectic that situation was like we had the craziest deadline it was Christmas and we didn't know how we were going to get it done and it just it just came, came together. together and we've had tons of situations where it did not work out and well. literally this person is now saying I want something even better than this and mm-hmm. I'm like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like how did I even come up with this yeah. It's a thing where when we are considering the things of old and the former things, we are putting ourselves in a place of anxiety. It's overthinking. Even when I realize with singles, every single is struggling with the reality of their singleness because they're thinking according to the realities of every relationship they've ever had. What do you mean? Well, when a person says... I'll never get married. They're thinking about every engagement they've ever had with the opposite sex. That's true. And that is informing how they view the future. That's true. And that's why they say it ain't going to happen. Even when we look at ourselves and evaluate beauty or not, we are basing it based on how we viewed ourselves in the past. That's true. A lot of times when people say, I'm getting ugly, that's them saying, I used to be pretty. <laughs> they don't, you don't realize that. People don't realize that. When they say, I'm getting fat, they yeah. really are remembering the former thing of them being what they perceive to be skinny. Yeah. And I think it's even more challenging in this society where everything is about memories. You're always looking back at a picture from five years ago. You're constantly being reminded of that old person. Oh, can we talk about that for a second? Social media is so poisonous to the thing of remembering former things. Yeah. We are told to remember not former things because when you look back at even yourself, it will cause you and put you in a place of futile thinking. Yes. I see people literally post pictures of themselves five years ago. You are marketably, <laughs> marketably larger than you were five years ago. And I see them post that. And I know they saying throwback Thursday, but I'm saying throw this picture back this Thursday. <laughs> today. In today. Because you're pulling back something that you know you don't look like and you want oh. To and wish you Could, did. Yeah. You're eating the bread. I told you I got to a point where I had to look at social media every day just to remind myself of like my accomplishments and who I was, and that's not healthy. Like no. that's, that's that's why I had to delete that stuff because it's not. It's futile. It's futile. It's futile. 
It's the danger of the past. We we will subconsciously gravitate back to things that remind us of better times. Yes. Not realizing those better times got you to the times you in right, <laughs> right now. now. And right. you could have better times than those better times <laughs> if you looked not in your past, but walked into the future of God and his word. Yes. But we always look back at better as if we knew what better was when we had it. Yes. If it even is better. That's the dangerous part. Matthew 6, 25 tells us, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you eat, your drink, you put in your body, what you put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? We use the scripture all the time that. But what he's telling us is you've placed a value on something by putting energy towards it. Mm-hmm. And we, we, said, we said that before. We said that love, the currency of love is time. And he's telling you that when you spend time thinking about those things, I'm offended. God is like, when you sit and think about food and clothing instead of thinking about me, I'm offended. When you sit and think about bills and eviction notices and and cars. Or even how people see you. you uh, How people see you. How people, uh, well, your reputation, your brand. Your your clout. When you're thinking about all of these things, he's offended because he knows those thoughts take you to a place of anxiety yeah. and futile thinking. Yes, and you're changing how you see him while you're in those thoughts. As you consume yourself in overthinking, you're basically saying God is not in control. You're basically saying God is not because real, what we're going to because what we're going to end up realizing is that he grows. In our life, when we grow in our understanding of him, Mm -hmm. and he can't grow in our understanding if I'm not thinking about him. him. Yeah. I guess I'm more trying to say, like, we make him smaller in a way. Absolutely. I was just adding on to it. Yeah, I got what you're saying. The the idea. I just hate when I listen back and I be like, I should have cleared that, clarified (laughs) that a little better. Well, I'm thankful that you just said that because that just brought another thought in me. Magnify. Magnify. Magnify is yeah. this awesome word. And yeah. people always say, I don't hear, here I am again about the bash music in the church. But you got to understand it's something. It's a very subtle thing. And that's why most Satan people, was the angel of praise and worship. Yeah, because most people don't even, I'm not going to say most people don't know scripture, but a lot of our quotables, a lot of things we remind ourselves every day are from songs. Like, yes. we can't deny that. You'll be quoting something from a song thinking it's in scripture. Absolutely. Like, people do it all the ahead. time. And they say, magnify the Lord with me. Right. And if you stood in front of a church, and maybe one day you'll have that opportunity. <sighs> and maybe one day I will too. I can stand in front of the church and say, I need everybody in here to magnify the Lord right now. Do you know that people will actually do a physical representation of what they consume or understand as magnify? Yeah. Some people will raise their hands in the air. Others will shout out hallelujah. Others will begin to speak in themselves or shout out loud some form of thing. Some will begin to pray to him, Mm -hmm. not knowing truly magnification is to think about God, to think about him has no physical representation. Everything I do, if I think about God and I shout, shouting ain't magnifying. Shouting is the product of my magnification. Oh, my goodness. 
if I think about God and what he's done for me and I begin to cry, those tears are not magnifying God. They are the product of my magnification yes. because I've made God bigger yes. in my mind yes. than everything else. I'm going to tell you, Antoinette, I'm dealing with people and they're struggling right now to make decisions. And those decisions are being hard to make because they're so big. It's well, like, honey, magnified. I shrunk the kids. <laughs> You I know love what I'm saying? that movie. I love that movie too. It was one of my favorite. Watch it after this? Let's watch it after this. Seriously, let's watch it. Let's watch it. Let's go ahead and kind of decompress. Well, honey, <laughs> I shrunk the kids. But guess what? Honey, you shrunk your life. Jesus. Shrunk your life. Now, title. Oh my goodness. It is the title. <laughs> it is the title. It, yeah, it sure is. Honey, I shrunk my life. What I did was make my life so small and insignificant, it no longer even is up to scale to the design of my life that God created before he formed me in his mother's womb. I'm one-eighth scale of what he wanted my life to be. How did I do that? How did I shrink my life? By making the things that are in my mind bigger than God. I remember in the movie, like, the ants were huge, and they were, like, attacking the people. Well, they ended up being friends, but they ended up, like, being scared of them. But if you're big enough, it's just a little ant. Sometimes it's simple as a Cheerio. A bowl of Cheerios, easy for me to navigate. I grab the bowl, I grab the spoon, I gobble them up. Delicious. This became a life or death to them because they no longer were in a position, a size of their life to navigate this simple thing in an easy way. Now this simple, small thing that could actually nourish them or benefit them in some way became a life and death event. People always tell me how... This life ain't It's not that serious But you showing me it is By making it that serious When you see a Christian Who says they love God But they can't get over the fact They don't have a man Honey you shrunk your life (laughs) To the point where a husband Is bigger than An invisible husband (laughs) An invisible husband The idea of him Is bigger than God You know how many ideas Are bigger Like That's why he says Imaginations Because that's all they are They exalt themselves Against the knowledge of God Exalt Magnify (laughs) Grow Big Giant Yeah And I love the boldness Of that scripture Because he like All them imaginations You got He not going to dignify them By calling them actual things He literally draws a line In the sand He says Everything that does that comes from me is truth. Everything that comes from you is imagination. People are making decisions on imaginations. It's dangerous. Imaginary friends, Um, imaginary (laughs) problems. There's a woman right now that's planning a marriage to a man who does not love her, but she can't see how he thinks. She only knows how she she feels. Whole time, she'll realize over time that what she was moving by was an imagination. Yep. I was talking to some, somebody the other day. They was like, it's, it's, the guy actually gave, gave them the benefit of the doubt and told them, what you want out of me, I can't give you. So I'm gone. Hmm. That, that's a that's a uh, at least some form of honor there. Yeah, that, I I respect that. Because he <laughs> realized what she has imagined. That's not my yeah. imagination. Yeah, my imagination. I was imagining you naked. <laughs> you was imagining me holding your babies. Yeah. 
Our imagination's not lining up, so let's go ahead and end this. And neither one of these people are acknowledging what God has thought about their life. This is where we have come into a place where we are overthinking because we are superimposing small things to be bigger than God. He can't impose his will on you if you've superimposed your will on him. him. And made him small. I said in a post this week, I said, everybody can say what a mighty God they serve. You can go to a crackhead. You go to anybody and say, what a mighty God. He like, we serve. No, not we. What a mighty God you serve. It's different than my God, yeah. but it's still mighty because it's your God. Yeah, your G is little. Mine's is big. Right. You, 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 my G is little to you, but your G is little to me. <laughs> because what makes them big is in our minds. Yep. Our brains are literally a projector. They take small thoughts and project them to be big. Yeah. We project these thoughts onto the world. We do. There's people who make big Voluntary decisions. Voluntary and involuntary. Absolutely. People make big decisions based on small thoughts. Mm-hmm. A man shot up a club based on a small thought. His small thought created a big reaction, a, a big consequence. Yeah. All because he thought on this thing so much, it magnified. Yes. We come to find out this person had a family, mother, people that cared about him. Those people were insignificant at that point. Yeah. Because he magnified. What happens when we mag what happens when we magnify things and a person is in a road rage incident and they get out the car and they beat somebody up and they forget they got a job. They forget they got a wife, a kid. A record. <laughs> they forget they got all these things. They forget the consequences that can come from this. Mm-hmm. We lose sight when we magnify. And that's what overthinking is. Overthinking is the magnification of things that do not deserve to be glorified. Yes. Overthinking is the worship of a God that can't do nothing for you. It's overthinking is idolatry. You're worshiping an idol. Like you said, you said women and men have created this fictional person that literally is too big for anybody to even feel anyway. Yeah. And in doing that, they've made that person a god. People always say, like, I don't know how people write these books like Harry Potter and all that stuff. Man, we got some powerful imaginations. We make up whole humans. We make up whole personalities based on our imagination. See, like, this the this the reason why people are so impressed by people who write books. Because they can't imagine putting that much thought into anything. Yeah. I admire that. Even though you do it anyway. You do it anyway. You could have <laughs> wrote 10 books on lust. You think of your most raunchiest hood novel. You could have wrote that. You could have wrote it. I promise you. Think about Fifty Shades of Grey. You could have wrote Fifty Shades of Black. You could have wrote that. You've already thought over, mulled over, poured over. All you need is a transcription. That's all you need. (laughs) All you need. I wish you, if we could hook our brains to a transcriber or some type of, uh, what do you call it, Uh, dragon. 
Narr- dictator. Dictator, yeah. We would have already written a million books yep. about the most meaningless Fiction. things. Yep. Be like, oh, you didn't read Nettie's trilogy on how she going to get her bills paid? <laughs> It's a trilogy. It's an old trilogy. <laughs> you don't even got to say bills paid. How she going? This could be the most simple thing. How she going to eat dinner? <laughs> how she going? How I get from point A to Z? The trilogy. <laughs> the trilogy. Or fours. How am I going to be a good Christian? How am I going to get my socks on? <laughs> How am I going to get my socks That is a lot of thought put towards meaningless things. <laughs> meaningless things. I, the other day I was sitting on WebMD put, pouring so much thought into just the roof of my mouth. It was bothering me. Because it was bothering me. Mm-hmm. We let the things that bother us get the energy of our mind. Mm-hmm. He said, don't worry about those things. If you let those things trigger you and you consume your thoughts with them, you can't receive the true healing from those thoughts right. and from that thing. Yeah. The true healing from the things that are going on with me, not that they don't exist, but God has freed me from having to consume my thoughts with those things. Yeah, you're not a slave to it. Yeah. I'm not a slave to it no more. Let's go a little further. Philippians 4 and 8 says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Can Mm. we just take that from reverse? Mm. Go from reverse. You need to value your mind enough to only think on things that are worthy of your mind. Yes. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) You need to value your life enough that you only think on things that are worthy of your mind and your mind's time. You can't say you're a new creature, but you constantly thinking about things that this new creature is not I'm telling you, like, people will tell you all day, Antoinette, it's hard for me to connect with God. And we'll go and tell some woman, I can't stop thinking about you. You know, I, I'm just texting you because I got to be real. I got to keep it real with you, girl. Like, I can't get you out of my mind. I can't stop talking about you. Oh, look at you. You <laughs> you worshiping devil you. You have the ability to worship. Mm-hmm. I can't get with God, man. I don't know. It's, I know what it is. God need breasts. Is that what it is? That's what it is. <laughs> God, 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 you got to change your wardrobe. We're going to need some fashion over, God. You got to put some fashion <laughs> over on. But your point is so powerful, too, because like we all have the capacity to honor him the way we should. Like It's just we replace all these Things you just listed in the scripture, we replace them with all kinds of Because worship. we see other things worthy of our mind. Mm-hmm. Women talk about it all the time. They be like, you know, I know a good guy when I see one. Do you? Stop for a second. What makes a work guy worthy of your time? Anybody? Hello? Is this thing <laughs> on? We're never... Protecting, we protect our vaginas and penises more than we protect our minds. I, he ain't getting in these pants though, but he in your Heart. mind. Yeah. Nonstop, jogging circles. Yeah, 
but he in your mind know. Think on these things that are worthy of praise. Is this person worthy of praise? This person worthy of being celebrated. How do people celebrate things? We celebrate it by giving mind to it. Yes. People always say, get a Lord some praise. Literally. Give the Lord some time. <laughs> let me tell you why you're not giving the Lord no praise. Because your praise is conducive to a specific time. Yeah. I will bless the Lord at all times. I know that's a song, but it actually is scripture. I will praise the Lord, bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Not his praise shall be in my mouth between 8 a.m. to 12 on Sunday. And then I have somebody else in my mouth. Sorry, but it works both ways. (laughs) The rest of the time. His praise shall continually be in my mouth until I, it's time to gossip. His praise shall continually be in my mouth until it's time to lie to a woman to get what I want. His praise shall continually be in my mouth until it's time to manipulate people at my job to get what I want and move up the corporate ladder. His praise is not continually in my mouth. Wait, wait, I thought we was talking about overthinking. Well, here's the thing. As a man thinketh, so is he. And out of the abundance of the man's heart, his mouth speaks. If you overthinking, it ain't going to be long before you overspeaking. <laughs> I mean, just can't, we it's can't true. help it. Yep. We I can't help sense. it. Yep. And guess what? People think nowadays, they'll tell you all the time, well, I don't do a lot of talking. Out of the abundance of yeah, the man's man. heart, yeah. his thumbs speak. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> These days, yeah. These days. Yeah. Come on, man. We just talked about people, if you hooked up their brain to something and transcribed it, they would write books. Yes. Hey, we already did that. Can I please have the transcripts of your last year of texting? Yeah. We and already we'll be, wrote. And we'll be so proud that I didn't do this and I didn't do that. We already wrote a graphic novel. <laughs> oh, some of y'all, y'all more subtle. Y'all like a romance comedy. We already done wrote cute little innuendos and flirty little flirtatious lines and little subliminal things that would make the most romantic comedy blush. You could already had your When Harry Met Sally. You could already had your The Notebook. <laughs> Why? Because we already are in these places. We're spilling out what we are spilling over. It's good. Yeah. No. (laughs) No. Think about things that are excellent. Yes. Come on, guys. Think about what's excellent. Not what's excellent about something, but what is excellent. Yes. It tells you he he's really giving you hints to think about God. Mm He said, if it's worthy of praise, who's worthy of praise? No man. You said no man, but you thinking about a man. That's crazy. Women will tell you all day, he better cook and clean himself because I don't serve nobody. What you thinking about? Darnell. <laughs> you, you don't get it, do you? It's true. We, it's, I noticed that. Like they try, I said they try. Women try to exude a sense of control and command because yeah, they feel themselves out of control. Yeah, and men do it too. Like oh, I yeah. ain't worried about these 
they'll call them hoes and all that stuff. I ain't worried about all that stuff. And then we'll constantly be thinking about them all the time. You you text us stuff you wouldn't even say out your mouth. like Because we think on things that are not worthy of praise. Yep. And some people will say, what, are you saying a, a woman isn't worthy of my thoughts? I'm saying the way you think about her, <laughs> the way you th- come on, brother, come on, sister, the way you thinking about this yep. person is not worthy of praise. Let me tell you why. Because you wouldn't think it out loud. And some of you will say, yes, you would. That's because y'all from that new school where y'all could marry a Kim Kardashian too. But God is saying, I'm telling you, you wouldn't think it out loud to God. If he was right in front of you and you splayed your heart open and he saw what you thought was worthy of time, he would be disappointed. He would. A woman's not excellent? Oh, she is. But the way you're thinking about her is not so excellent. Or what makes her excellent is not the right thing. (laughs) It's not from the excellency of God. Your your grading scale is a little off. It's all off. (laughs) Think about what makes God excellent. (laughs) (laughs) But think about what makes God excellent. And that should be what makes that woman excellent. That's what Proverbs 31 is about. Everybody say they're a Proverbs 31 woman, but you can't wait to show everything but the virtuosity of God. <laughs> it's true. You're going to tell me you Proverbs 31, but your chest out, your butt out. Tell me you Proverbs 31. Tell me that your man is Boaz. And it's, I could say a billion things. Uh, I know. <laughs> tell me that he's the man that God sent you. But the means in which you are getting this package, pun intended, is not excellent. Yeah. Admirable, lovely, pure, right, honorable. What is admirable? <laughs> what is what is honorable? That's uh, what is admirable? What is right? What is yeah. pure? He says, think on those things. So even when I'm thinking about my problems, I'm supposed to be thinking about them in a right, pure, honorable, admirable way. Overthinking is the exercise of dishonorable thinking. Yes. Mm. When I, you, you right. We got to think about these things. We got to think about how we pay our bills. We got to think about how we get from A to Z. We do. Mm -hmm. But every thought should be honorable to God should be praiseworthy to God. He should see the way I'm thinking about my problem and be praising me. Yes, or even how we talked about like being having hope. Like you people talk about don't think about the future, you know, just focus on the present, be present. It's okay to think about the future, but you got to think about it in hope. And 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 that changes the way you you go changes about the it. way you look at it. It makes your thoughts not futile. It makes them excellent. It makes them worthy of praise. It makes them right, makes them pure, makes them lovely. You tell me I can't think about women? Tell me I can't think about men? I'm telling you, think about them in an excellent, pure, right, honorable, admirable way. Yeah, and if you can't figure that out, you might want to chill for You might want to hold tight. Yeah. You might want to hold tight. You just might. I was explaining to somebody the other day, because God keep giving me these awesome ways to explain these things to people. And I said, if y'all want to go ahead and you want to sleep with people before you marry, that's great. But if you really want a, a pure, unadulterated, 
love that comes from something outside of yourself and you know yourself. This is what people got to understand. You know yourself. You do. If you want to love this beyond yourself, you would have to move yourself out the way. And you can't do that or it's harder to do that when you are gratifying your self. self. Yep. That's yes. Cause that, that she goes, said that's yes. Because <laughs> people always talk about making God the center of their relationship and all that stuff, especially singles, Christian singles. But you gravitate towards gratifying. Yes. How, what you what you gonna do with that? Yeah. How can you how, what's the holy in that? That's holy moly. That ain't no holy. <laughs> You're gravitating towards gratifying, so you can't see how you are out of God's orbit. Your relationship is out of this world. I know. It is. It's out of the confines of the world of God, yeah. the kingdom of God. Let's keep going. He said, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts. Mm. We said that we have to challenge our train of thought by training our thoughts. Yes. Fix your thoughts. And I love the word fix, too, because it's not just like you fix something that's broken. It's like keep it, you know, recalibrate it. it. Move it. Direct it. Keep it in place. Mm -hmm. Keep my focus on one thing. Yes. The other day we were working. And I told you were about to tell me something. And I said, hold that thought. Mm-hmm. And you froze, trying to be funny. And then I started typing. And I was like, let me see how long she's going to hold this. I couldn't hold You it. held it pretty good, longer than I thought you would. That's for sure. And then I was you was twitching. Like, you said, <laughs> but this is the reality. We're so used to jumping from one thought to the next, one action to the next, yeah. one place in our mind to the rat. next. It's a rat. It's a fun little, yeah. It's why people say there's no such thing as a monogamous relationship because there's no such thing as a monogamous thinker. And it is true. <laughs> but God is challenging us to Without think monogamously. <laughs> yes. He's challenging one us mind. to think in one mind, yes. one heart, one thought. One fixed thought. One yeah. fixed place. He says, set your mind on things above. Not on things of this world. That's our responsibility. That's our call. That's the place that we go from. When we move in a place where God is not able to be glorified, it's only because we've moved off of just focusing on him. It happens all the time. Let me tell you how. Psalms 119.15 says, I will meditate on your precepts, and I'll fix my eyes mm. on your ways. Mm. Come on, we can't tell y'all to fi- please fix your thoughts to God mm. and not tell you how. Well, David told you. He did a lot of thinking. He did. He, he kind of figured it out. He said, oh, see, I, I have to meditate on his precepts. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, precepts is what God has spoken out of his no. mouth, the things he's spoken concerning you. Yes. And all of us, he said, you need to think on those things. I realize that people are trying to figure out how to get God to fix them without fixing their eyes on him. Mm. Yep. I don't even know what I just said, but it tasted good. Mm-hmm. We have to meditate on what he said, not on what you think or what other people said, but what he said. Yes. Meditate on it. Think on it. Consider it. Mm-hmm. Overthink on it. 
Oh, I'm telling you, overthink on this thing. Yes. You you can't. He says continually. That means you. There's no way to overthink. Overthink it. I mean, let your mind go till it explodes. <laughs> Just on that, yeah. rehearse those things. Rehearse his word. What he said. If you, I don't care what it is. There's something God said about it. Yes. Rehearse that. That's right. He told us don't think about some these things in this world. I'm not going to sit and I got the Excel spreadsheet up. I got numbers everywhere. I'm doing math. I Literally, people say they can't do trigonometry, but when you come to trying to count up your your little pennies. Oh, you going to figure it out. You be carrying the one, the two. You got formulas, exponents. You got yeah. formulas. I'm telling you. calling I, people who can help I didn't turn yeah. into an accountant. Yeah, but we don't got that same energy when it comes to our faith. We, we just he, don't. God, like you pouring over this penny. Mm-hmm. These pennies you got. Pennies. Honey, I shrunk your life. You, the pennies are so big in my life. <laughs> I look at Uncle Sam on the penny. I'm like, what in the yes, world? Oh, what is it? Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, Uncle Sam, like the same person. Me. I'm looking at this thing and it's so big. He's like, nah, it's just pennies. Just pennies. Yes. There's, there's money in my account. There have, in the last three years, there's been more money in my account than I've ever had in my life. And you spend less time thinking about and that. And I spend money. less yeah. time thinking about that bank account. I ain't been to energy. the yeah. I ain't been to the bank in two years. Well, that's because of the advent of technology. <laughs> but I'm saying I, I'm talking about no, no, you're true it's true. But I haven't even been on Capital One. I just said my bank. Blare that we got it out. I'm giving them no no promotion. <laughs> But I haven't. I used to be on that site all day. Refreshing. Refreshing. <laughs> I used to be waiting for direct deposit like it was divine deposit. All right, we're going to wrap this. Let's <laughs> see That's crazy. Yeah. But I, I don't anymore. I challenge myself to keep my mind fixed on him. Mm. The, the hardest challenge right now in my life is in the mindset of trying to fix my mind on God. I still got to deal with people whose heads are still everywhere else. But even that, you can't I got to fix my... I know, it's hard. It's harder, though. It's hard when you're engaged with people. Because how do you really know? You get engaged with people and they, when they pull you away. Yeah, think about it. When people are pull, we help each other when we're singleness of mind. That's overthinking. You overthinking. Oh, that's what you think. But that's a, that's about a. I promise you, there's things that God want to show all of us when we overthink about Him and His mm-hmm. Word, and He that's will. Second Timothy two and seven. Before we close out, think about what I am saying. Think about what I'm saying. Not what. Everybody else saying, think about what I am saying. The Lord will help you understand all these things. Thanks. Yes. <sighs> Antoinette, we just played that out 30 seconds ago. I said something, and you didn't really vibe with it. But, not I mean, you, you, it, was, it was a response. You said you are kind of overthinking. But, yeah, trying to give context. Yeah, engage with me, though. You would understand more than we would if we thought about what was said. If we gave it time and thought about it. 
Hmm? Paul said to Timothy, think about what I said. The Lord will give you understanding of all these things. Definitely. I don't think, I think that y'all give church a hard time because y'all don't really give y'all pastors any of your, you don't give your pastors any of your mind space. If it doesn't immediately uh, hit our hearts with approval, we give it no time. Y'all should go home with what your pastor said and think about those things. God will give you understanding. When your mama sits you at the table and she opened the Bible and give you some truth, you should take some time and think about those things. God will give you understanding. We so quick to dismiss the things that we should really spend time with. You spend no time with what your pastor said, but you thinking over what I said when I cussed you out. You thinking over what that guy said when he said he loved you. But you're not taking time to think about and meditate on and go over the things that God is saying in our lives. Psalms 1 and 2 says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and his law, he meditates day and night. This is episode 74. What do we say we're going to call this? Honey, I shrunk your life. Honey, Honey, I shrunk your life. We're going to figure it out. But this was an awesome one. Thank you, Antoinette. Real Church Matters. God bless.